The following Dharma talk was part of a three-hour Introduction to Mindfulness workshop offered at Common Ground Meditation Center, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm going to take a little time now to talk about um, working with obstacles in meditation. And actually, I'm kind of going to um, do uh, it in two ways, talking about obstacles in getting to the cushion and obstacles after having got to the cushion. Um, Mark talked a little bit about um, some obstacles uh, that come up in practice. He talked about uh, sleepiness and agitation and some ways that we can work with that. Um, in terms of um, having a commitment to practice and to actually sitting down and, and doing the meditation, Oftentimes there are quite a few obstacles for us to get to that um, place of, of regularly sitting. And so it's good to be aware of what our particular um, pattern is in that. Um, one of the things is um, just kind of a inertia or a resistance um, to practicing. Um, we might it might sort of, it's kind of a subtle thing, it's often, it's kind of like the thought of, we have an intention to practice, we set an intention to, uh, to sit down and meditate. Um, maybe we um, decide that the morning is the best time for us to do that, and so we decide that that's when we're going to do that. But then we wake up and this time of year it's cold and it's very comfortable and um, we kind of think, well, maybe tomorrow would be a better day to, to get to the cushion because maybe, or maybe I can lie here. I think I can lie here and meditate just as well as I could <laughs> if I got up and went in and sat down. So the mind is very tricky in that way. So it's really good to have a to, to have a place, if we if we can, you know, just a place where we have a cushion or a chair that is in a quiet place that's designated for the purpose of, of sitting down to meditate, and um, then to be aware that obstacles are probably going to arise for us in terms of getting to that chair or quiet place. So if, um, so just to be aware that um, inertia, sometimes there's just like, we don't even quite know, there's just a resistance. It's almost like the thought arises, oh, I had an intention to meditate, and it's gone. And all of a sudden we're eating breakfast and on our way out the door to work and say, oh, I was going to meditate. Well, tomorrow. <laughs> you know, and then that kind of, can be kind of a pattern. So it's good to keep that in mind. Um, another obstacle that um, Mark didn't cover is um, doubt. And that is a big obstacle to practice. That's maybe one of the, the most... Um, difficult obstacles that can arise. They can arise both while we're sitting or while we're intending to sit. Um, it's kind of like, well, is this really going to do it for me? Um, um, am I able? to do it? Am I capable of doing it? It seems that whenever I sit down, I either fall asleep or I'm so restless that my mind is going here or there, or all I do when I sit down is um, just continue to plan about my life, or I continue to reminisce about my past, and, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not doing it right, maybe I can't 
learn to do it right. There's going to be all kinds of doubts that, that can arise. So one way that we can work with doubt is we can, um, we can remember, we could maybe remember this afternoon that we had an intention to come here and that when we were here, meditation sounded like a really worthwhile thing to do. So maybe we can recognize this is just an obstacle that's arising. This is just doubt. And I can um, just either um, see if I can be aware of it and just recognize it as doubt. Sometimes um, we need to um, just change the ideas that are going through the mind and to instead um, replace that doubt with, um, with confidence. But maybe we can remember a time in the past where um, we had a good experience in meditating. And that can give us confidence to continue um, to, to sit down and practice. Um, probably a big one for a lot of people in our society is um, busyness that was mentioned um, earlier. Um, we've got a lot going on, and it seems like ha taking out even a half hour from our day gets really hard. So it, it seems like, well, if I just get this taken care of or that taken care of, then you know, then I'll be able to sit down and be more focused. Um, but, of course, there is usually no end to busyness if that's our, um, the particular obstacle that is um, a, an obstacle that's particularly popular with us. Um, we can understand that um, that actually sitting down and, and meditating will um, will help us to um, understand why um, why we need to be so busy, um, why we're distracting ourselves by constantly having activity. What is that about? We can investigate that. So it's good to um, to make an intention to to have a, a place to sit, to have a, a time to sit. And it's different for different people, too. Um, for a lot of people, in the morning is, is a good time, because if we get into our day, we just get busy. And by the end of the day, you know, we just don't have the energy to, to sit. But for it, you really have to investigate for yourself what works best for you. Maybe it's not possible in the morning. Maybe after work, maybe in the evening. What, you have to look at your own life and see what what makes sense. But um, just to make that commitment of having, it really helps. If you don't have a particular time that you allot to the practice, then it, it's really difficult to remember to to do it or to, to actually do it. Um, and also, it's really good, like if busyness is one of your things, to be sure that like your cell phone is turned off or that kind of thing, that during that time you don't, um, you make a commitment not to answer your phone or your computer's beeping in the back, whatever, you know, would, would distract you from that. And just on a practical note, too, um, it's helpful to um, have a little timer or a clock 
based on little timers that you can set for you know, over 30 minutes, whatever you choose. And, and that can be helpful just so you don't have to be kind of constantly looking over to see what time it is. Because that, that can be a distraction also. So then, when you actually sit down to practice, of course, there are obstacles that can arise to being um, mindful, to being continuous with your awareness. Um, Of course, a big one is the mind being busy. So... Mark introduced um, somewhat the noting technique of uh, noting the in-breath and out-breath, the rising and falling, the abdomen. So you could also use notes um, for mental states that are arising. So if, if you're planning, like you're doing a lot of planning, about the future, about your day, or about next week or next month, you can just, when those thoughts arise, you can just use that um, soft whisper of, this is planning, planning. And you can repeat that um, every few seconds, this is planning. Um, Or whatever it is, if it's remembering, you're remembering something from the past, and instead of getting caught up in the story and trying to um, solve the problem of the past. You can can just notice that this is remembering. This is the way remembering is. Um, Judging is another thing um, that often comes up. And again, just noting, oh, this is judging. This is um, the way judging feels, the way the thoughts in the mind are, and the way the sensations are in the body when judging is arising. And just to um, to be open to that without judging it. Mark mentioned um, a little bit about working with pain. Sometimes um, when we're, um, if we're sitting, you know, if if there's something that's actually, we actually have a a physical problem, um, you know, then we probably need to um, sit in a different posture, you know, like if we're sitting on the floor, maybe we need to sit in a chair. But um, if it's just, um, you know, like the aching in the knee that is gone a few minutes after we stand up, then it's something, it's something that we can work with, something that we can investigate and be open to. Our conditioning is mostly that Whenever there's something unpleasant, we immediately try to escape from it. We're not interested in the unpleasant. Our coping mechanism is, let's do something about that. And, um, but it's really valuable to investigate that and to see, to actually turn towards it and to see what that's about. What is that experience about? Um, and to, you know, I know sometimes people, like frequently um, when you're sitting, like the your leg might fall asleep or something like that, and people sometimes get worried that their, the mind can kind of build on that, like, Oh, you know, I'm causing nerve damage or something like that. And, you know, the mind can kind of spin off on, on that. But, you know, and of course, we, we never want to 
you know, do any physical damage to the body through sitting. But um, also, we want to um, not um, take the opportunity to investigate um, the pain because um, we can learn some very interesting things by by doing that. Some very important things. Sometimes um, we can also, there's sometimes pleasant states that we can become kind of lulled into and not aware of. Um, and so sometimes there will be, you know, we, we might find ourselves like fantasizing about something. Um, some pleasant experience or um, something, then it's good to, you know, we can just note those thoughts just pleasant. We might take a look and see it. It's very helpful to um, be aware of thoughts and, and then to see what effect, what sort of sensations are going on in the body that are associated um, with those thoughts. And of course, then there's the obstacle of um, of just sort of spacing out. We're just sort of we're not really sleeping. We're not really awake. It's just kind of you know, just sort of not quite there. And that can be kind of a, a tricky one too, because sometimes it's hard to be aware that we're spaced out. But um, if we, when we become aware that um, there's nothing that is drawing our attention um, particularly, um, then we can kind of know that we've probably been spaced out and then just starting over again, coming back to the body and um, starting over again with the breath, being aware of the, um, the sensations of the breath, the inhalation and the exhalation. I think that um, at this point it will, we'll do another short um, guided sit. And so if people want to uh, just take a minute to stretch again. And, um, We'll sit for about 15 minutes now. Bring the awareness to the overall body, 
sitting. Feel the touch of the sitting bones on the cushion or on the chair. Relax the shoulders. Relax the temples. Relax the jaw. Feel the sensations of the breath as they enter the body. helpful. We can use the whispered note of in at the beginning of the inhalation and out at the beginning of the exhalation. Or if you're focusing at the abdomen rising on the inhalation, falling on the exhalation. The awareness becomes drawn into something other than the sensations of the breath, either sounds in the room or thoughts in the mind, sensations in the body. You can let go of those and return the awareness to the sensations of the breath.
Now let go of the awareness of the breath and see if the awareness is drawn, where the awareness is drawn at this moment. and investigate that object. Is it sound? Just let the sound be received. It's unpleasant sensation in the body. Be aware of its qualities. Is it aching or sharp or dull? Is it solid or is it moving? Does it have distinct borders? Or are the borders fuzzy? Another obstacle, agitation, sleepiness. Be aware of the qualities associated with that phenomenon. Be aware. Does the awareness stay with that phenomenon or is it drawn someplace else?
And now once again return to the sensations of the breath. for just these last couple of minutes you can be aware as continuously as possible of the sensations the breath in and out at the nostril rising and falling at the abdomen Slowly stretch your legs. Now we can take a few more minutes um, if people have any questions about um, any obstacles that arose um, during this uh, guided meditation or if there's something, if you've been meditating and there's something that is uh, tends to come up for you. Um, yes. Your name is? I don't know the reason why, um, but is so is that um, like it, what what happens when the breath speeds up? It's it. They just 
feel that, that um, that's like a distraction for you, or you're just wondering if, if it's a problem? I'm not sure. Like, um, I think at the very I know sometimes that um, when we get um, very focused that um, we, we can sort of, uh, you know, the, the breath can kind of tighten up and maybe that's um, what's happening and then, but it's fine, then, the, you know, it sounds like the body's adjusting to that and, um, it, you know, it's we're not trying to um, to make the breath like continuously deep or continuously relaxed. We're just um, trying to be open to whatever the the process of breathing is. So, um, you know, it, actually, that's a good awareness that you know you're aware of that that process and just to be open to that is is good. A similar but different experience where you usually once or twice you're meant to stop kind of get on with like a vacuum breath. All of a sudden I'll need to take like a really big breath just kind of happens and I don't know why either, but I feel like it might be because I get so just kind of relaxed and my breathing flows to a point where like, oh that's not quite enough, you know, just almost like a yawn or if I get really tired and I'm kind of slowing down, I yawn really big. I think it happens for me when I know it's a distraction that has caused me to start thinking. When I realize, oh, I'm thinking. <laughs> and then I have to, I have to just try to let go of whatever thought is. And go back to the breathing. Well, the distraction is um, something that we become aware of that we're caught up in, that we're not. So if we're um, if we've chosen the breath as our object of meditation, then then um, we, you know, we'll, we'll be with the breath for a while, and then usually the mind will go off in, into something. And um, so there are, so if we can, if we say, oh, we become aware the mind is off thinking about something. If we can, if it's just, you know, whatever, we're not, probably, maybe not even exactly sure what the thoughts were. That's often the case. We just, oh, there's some thoughts, maybe. And we can let go of them. We can come back to the ground. Yes. But 
with the obstacles, what happens is that it sometimes, you know, like there's maybe there's some thing you know, that arises, some memory or something that really grips us, and then you know we're not able to just let go of it and come back to the breath. So then we can um, be aware. We can see what that is. Oh, this is judging, or this is um, sadness, or this is fear. Um, And then we can, we're not, you know, it's like it's really gripping us so that we can't be focused on the breath. So then we can be with that and to open to it and to um, investigate it and then see what happens to it. And um, usually at some point it will be gone and we can come back to our breath. Or maybe it's a pain in the body. And then we can, you know, where we can we maybe try a couple of times to come back to the breath, but the awareness is just there. And then we try to be open to that and um, and be along with that until that passes, and then we can return to the breath again. The uh, intent is to try to be focused on the body and the breathing at the end of the day. Do you think or versus to pursue what it is that is buggy? Can you hear a question in the back? It's hard, you said? Oh, you need to repeat that. Sure. Um, So she she asked if um, the idea is then to um, pursue this distraction or to um, come back to the, the breath and particularly at the end of the set the end of this um, well um, at, at the It, it, it's at the end of the sit. It, it is um, probably good to let go. Um, it, you know, you can at this this particular when we came back to the breath, which is fine. Um, sometimes, like um, Mark had us just um, sort of be generally aware of, of what was happening. So there's not any you know specific. Thing. It's more that during the meditation, the, the breath is um, like an anchor that when we get lost, we can, it's something that we can come back to over and over again. other things that came up for people in terms of obstacles, either miss it or uh, I kind of found that I was trailing off and I wasn't really paying attention to what you were saying. I was just making my own thoughts. That okay thing to do. No, you must you must pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think that's probably being distracted into thinking. So it's not so much coming back to you know what I was saying, but um, to, to come back to the object 
of meditation. So, um, again, when we realize that our that we've become distracted, where our minds have wandered off into thinking, then we always want to, at that point, um, come back to the anchor of the breath, um, rather than just sort of spinning off and continuing to be, because that's our well, that's our pattern of what we're doing. So when you're you're trying to guide the meditation, you're trying to bring back focus on focusing on the breath, maybe to bring us back to the distractions that we're pursuing, perhaps? Yeah, just because a lot of times we're not even aware that we've wandered off yeah. for quite some time. And so when we're, if we're meditating, of course, when we're meditating on our own, there's not, we're going to be the guide. <laughs> so, um, you know, then, and, but then it's okay. I mean, that that's just a natural phenomenon. And it's not like we're saying that, you know, oh, you know, I've been really, I've been bad. I've been, you know, haven't been, it's just, oh. So that's the nature of the mind. It's wandered off. Um, but I have an intention to um, come back to the breath when that happens. What, one of the advantages of the noting technique is uh, if we're noting the in and out of every breath, then it, when the mind wanders, we'll stop noting. And then that's like a just a way to... Uh, more quickly recognize that the mind's wandered because there's no noting going on. And then we go, oh, and then we can start noting, oh, thinking, or whatever is, is present then. So there are various techniques to help us when we slip away. But that's, you know, that's the obvious, the, the obvious distraction is our minds tend to slip away from the present moment. And of course, when we slip away, we don't know it. And that's that's what we'd like to learn to recognize more quickly. When you mentioned investigating a distraction, can you explain a little bit more about how that investigation can happen or how far to take it before returning to the breath? Is it just kind of the sensations and direct experience, or is it also kind of more cognitive process? Well, if um, if our mind is, if our awareness is drawn to, like say, a strong sensation in the body, and it's, you know, it's an obstacle when our mind is like really gripped by that, and so um, then we can, um, to, to the best of our ability we can um, try and um, be open. The, the investigation is like having an openness to that. Um, sometimes it helps to have a more detailed awareness of it um, that, that can help us to be more open to it. Um, and the idea is not to, not to change it, not you know, we're not trying to, you know, like, if I if I investigate it, maybe it'll go away, or, you know, we're we're just trying to kind of let it unfold, however it's going to unfold, and to be open to that. And sometimes we can't. Sometimes we can't be open to it. Sometimes maybe we need to change our posture. You know, like it's too intense. Um, we need to make a change. Um, sometimes, you know, we were there was a pain. We were aware of it. Pretty soon, we're, we notice we we're off thinking about something. You know, so then we can come back to the breath again. So.
part of the investigation is to um, to see that the, the changing nature of, of things. So if there's like sometimes there would be a pain. We don't really pay attention. It, it's just like you know, it, it's so gripping or something that it just seems like it's just this solid thing, and we've got to do something about it. But a lot of times, if we can bring some awareness there, we can see, oh, you know, now it's it's gripping, now it's releasing, now it's burning, and now it's baking, and and in that way we can understand the changing nature of experience. about obstacles <laughs> at an end, so. So nobody should have any more obstacles. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect clarity about obstacles has been reached. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.